You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Coming to you from Magnified Cemeteries, Magnified Pod presents Magnifrite Pod, a nostalgic sampling of horror punk albums from the Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pits of hell. (laughs) (laughs) I am Count Andrew. I am... Jerry, John, I don't know. What's the J word? I don't know. Um, I was thinking, because you're your guy, your image, this this Magnifrite pod is a is a werewolf. I don't know. what What's a wolf Wolfman Potter? Yeah, sure. That works. How about John Powder? That's pretty good. I was going to say John Rotter. Uh, okay. but I think powder yeah. works pretty well. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Jig- jiggly. What's the, I feel like there's some J sounding word I'm missing here. That's like gross for John. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, we are doing Magnifrite pod. I don't know why we never thought about this. this well, it took us three seasons to sort of figure out that we <laughs> wanted to do like a season like i mean we kind of did stuff during october you know in previous seasons but this is the first year that we've had the freedom to jump around with different bands so in the past it would be like if mxpx or five iron has a christmas song we'll do a christmas episode we talked about that mxpx uh zombie song whatever that was that was fun but you know a whole month to just devote to different albums Ooh, baby makes Makes Johnny Potts very happy. I'm so, I'm just grinning ear to ear listening to that <laughs> intro. I feel so happy. I I it was really fun to put that together because I don't know, like sound design is really interesting, and it's not yeah. something I I get to do or have an excuse to do. So yeah, sitting around and being like, okay, what would make this sort of atmospheric and the rules, you know? And then I at first because I when I first made that one, I was like. I had a, a woman screaming, like a shrieking, like classic woman screaming sound after the footsteps got close. And then mm-hmm. I was like, we've got to do the Wilhelm scream instead. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the perfect, <laughs> perfect call. Yeah. Um, well, I say you... it, like it's it's just like, you know, spooky atmospheric vibe. And then all of a sudden you have the real heads now yeah um yeah i i say you lay in as many you know coffin openings and thunderclaps throughout these uh throughout these episodes as you want you just go nuts on that sound design um speaking of of women screaming yeah <laughs> um somebody posted this week on on one of the groups right and i don't even remember but somehow i had totally missed that the intro to uh wake up screaming the slick shoes record is from young frankenstein the whole like yeah, uh, and she screams because Frankenstein comes into the room. So anyway, 
I knew that was like from something, but I totally blacked out that that's what it's from. So anyway, another spooky factoid for everybody. Man, blew it. I don't <laughs> I know. know. Yeah, that's. I, I'm gonna have to. Do, uh, gonna lay the blame at on you. Yeah, that's I mean, on me. I got I mean, no excuse there. I, I've seen it. I've seen Young Frankenstein maybe once or twice. You know, it's uh, but yeah, not one of those. Not one of those movies that I. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know how that we got that got bias. It is funny, but I remember you being like, "Her scream is intense." Yeah. <laughs> like we were kind of like, "It's kind of weird," but then like, "Oh, well, it's just from the movie, so that makes a little more sense." Um, we'll get into scary movies later yeah. this month, but uh, tonight we have some some treats with us. Yeah, we do. Should we Should we discuss? I think we should. Um, I'm I'm definitely parched and what's yeah, more thirst quenching than than alcohol <laughs> so true i also have a giant glass of water uh been fighting a monster headache monster headache the last <laughs> couple days so hopefully the water will balance out the alcohol which i'm about to open yeah what do you got over there oh it's pumpkin beer season bro mm-hmm. and uh i know people have mixed feelings about pumpkin beer i like the taste of pumpkin i'm a basic b give me that so- psl is it okay? So is it a pumpkin beer, as in there's pumpkin in it, or is it like like the way people talk about pumpkin spiced? Is it like mm. a is it a spicy kind of? Yeah, I believe I, I was at a I was at the liquor store today and I saw a beer that claimed is like it actually has pumpkin in it. So. Right. I know uh, my buddy Eric, uh, lead singer Tiger Jack, friend of the pod. He's brewing a pumpkin beer with actual pumpkin in it. I have had that beer, which I do like. I like the taste of pumpkin, but I, yeah, I think you're right that most of them are just pumpkin spice. This one, Southern Tier Brewing, Pumpkin. Nice. Uh, Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It says pumpkin pie in a glass. Uh, okay. 8.6 ABV. Ooh, that is imperial um, indeed. I don't know. It says ale brewed with pumpkin. Oh, Natural flavor added. So there you go. Cheers. What you got? I got something very different than that. Surly Brewing Company, based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's the Damien Child of Darkness Ale. Love it. And it's got a uh, creepy doll (laughs) face on it. Sure does. And on the back of the can, it says, from the blackest depths of the brew house, (laughs) Damien, a dry hopped black ale, spawns from the usually discarded remnants of darkness. Flavors of roasted malt and dark brown sugar are suffocated by hop aromas <laughs> reminiscent of tangerine and pine. All right. That sounds good. So it starts off intense and then it's just like <laughs> chills out. Just tangerine and pine, guys. <laughs> Delicious. It's all for you, Damien. It's tangerine and pine. Um, yeah, this this is intense. Oh I keep God. drinking these imperial beers on the show and be like, whoa, mama. Um, it is very it's pumpkin pie in a glass. They're right it's about sweet. that. It's sweet. It's, I don't know, man. <laughs> You're not feeling it? You're not sure? I like it. It's different. It's just a lot. It's it's sweet and it packs a real punch. I mean, it's that, you know, kind of bourbon-y taste plus sweetness. Um, I think anyway. this would be way more up your alley than that. Yeah. The Damien. Sounds good. Because it's like a, it's essentially a black ale. So. Yeah. I don't think I've had that one um do love some darkness though it's dark and it's it is i'm not getting the uh tangerine or pine mm. i'm getting a lot of the roasty malts that's what i'm All getting right. i mean 
Sounds getting pretty a, good. Getting a little bitterness, but you know. Sure. Um, but this is we're getting into those we're getting into those months, John. We're getting into right. the the dark beer months for your boy. Mm, 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 I mean, mm. I will always be drinking some IPAs, but you yep. know, I remember I don't know. It was like some point this summer you were drinking like some sort of marshmallow porter or something, and I was you're like I call bullshit on this. <laughs> There's some just, reason I think it was just like you. Hanging just whatever out in my you, fridge for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm known to throw it out on like a beer that is not helpful in the summertime, like it's in the a, middle of the heat. Yeah, it's I I call that seasonally inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I like it dark year round. Hey, son, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say to my kids. Um, <laughs> Elliot comes in, is like, "Hey, Dad, we just won our soccer game." You're like, "Check this out." <laughs> Isn't it like a fold out of a dude or something? Yeah, it's like a, it's a, yeah, it's like some kid coming in. They won their baseball game, and his dad's sitting on the couch looking at a magazine, and it's just like some buff dude in a speedo. <laughs> this is a Conan sketch for anybody who's not. Yeah, this is this is a, this is a sketch from like like twenty five years ago. Oh, so man. it molded us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but these Halloween treats wouldn't be complete. Got some candy. Ooh. Tonight, got those Trader Joe's spooky bats and cats, sour gummy candies. You know what? So you told me about those. Yeah. I excitedly went to Trader Joe's. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, nowhere to be found. I don't know who sells out of or doesn't get enough stock of Halloween themed candy and runs out of it in September. Yeah. Like, Get your shit together, guys. Trader Joe's notoriously uh, tricky with the the seasonal stuff. You know, yeah, Christmas stuff gets snatched up right away. Oh my god, bro! That's it's one of those things too. They're they. I like that they always have fresh stuff, new stuff. Mm-hmm. They especially with coffee, they're always running some limited yeah. run of some sort of coffee bean, and then I learned the hard way when you're like, well never seeing that again <laughs> and oh. I, I liked it so um, some people gotta learn the hard way <laughs> i guess i'm the kind of guy that has to That's... find out for myself <laughs> thanks toby <laughs> uh, um i'm sorry that you did not get them i hope you do you know tasting them so far they're not that different from the usual sour gummy fare that we've had from there but yeah. you have some fun little some green bats. Ooh. Well, what are uh, so what is what are the flavor profiles for for us? Break well, that's down. what I'm I'm, I'm not seeing. Because I feel seeing. like we we've gotten some uh, like their original gummies, which I believe Dr. Chad. Yes. Is it Dr. Chad that said that she prefers the sour gummies from Trader Joe's to over Sour Patch Kids? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, which I do okay. enjoy those sour skin and even swimmers, but she is yes. wrong about that. Um. <laughs> Called out, says, Dr. Chad. I've already said this. <laughs> She's entitled to her opinion. It's great. Um, entitled to her wrong opinion. Her wrong opinion. It doesn't say the flavors on here. Uh, Not even but, in the ingredients. It doesn't say like. Well, it's like okay, tapioca syrup. Uh, um, natural flavors, probably. Natural flavors, color added, fruit juice, vegetable juice, turmeric. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably just 
they're probably yeah, sure. they probably don't have it on there because they don't want you to compare it to their other like Scandinavian right. swimmers. Be like, no, this is the same thing. It's just a bat. <laughs> it is. I mean, there's only three. We got green and purple bats. So I'm guessing you know it's kind of like apple and I don't know berry, and then orange cat, uh, which is orange tasting. So <laughs> I love, that is that is quite the cat that they see. Yeah, its little tail is raised up. It's it's cute. It is it. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only reason I know that's a cat is because you told me it's a cat. <laughs> it's kind of a little blob, which is it also is, is good for blob. Halloween. Yeah. Um. Hey, green though. Green bats rule out. Yes. Good job, green. I'm a green guy. What do you right, got so, over there? Well, I have I have a selection. I bought four different candies for each week, and Ooh. I have it in my orange pumpkin yes. bucket. So, John, um, I guess you need to decide, should I do, because I also have a sour bats thing. Mm, should we yeah. do a one-to-one or should we do, should I do something different? Mm, I like, I like the sour bats comps. Okay. Haribo. Ooh, Haribo. You can't go wrong with Haribo. Well, this is what's interesting, bro, because it is Haribo sour vampire bats, sour vampire bats. Mm. And it's got the bear on it. And he's got his he's got his own orange pumpkin bucket. Sure. Bat, and he's dressed up as like a vampire or whatever. He's having a great time. They're called sour, but there aren't any, there's no like sugar like coating on it. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. are these just like, do they just make the gummy themselves sour? I, I don't know if I've ever had a sour gummy that didn't have some sort of dusting mm. on it, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So we're about to find out. Ooh. I'm excited. I feel like they won't steer you wrong. No. Those little bears. No. Um, what flavors and colors we got here? Yes, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. Feels like we're in a similar situation. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, green, orange, and purple are kind of Halloweeny. Ooh, I'll tell you right now, bro. These are the ska version of uh, <laughs> because we got. Some like these are like two tone colors. Ooh, pick it up. That looks good. Yeah, right. Damn. Look at the, look at the details on these bats, bro. I am jealous. Trader Joe's learn learn from this. Look My little that. blobby look. cat. No, oh, that's it's got good. The textured wings and shit. The rules. All right. I'm gonna have to go find those. It's mm. the verdict. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where'd you get those guys? Walgreens, baby. All right, you gotta go there. Mm. I'm feeling it. I don't like these purple bats. I give these um, three and a half out of five pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. I meant more like a three, three blobby cats for mine. What flavor did you just throw down? Maybe Gummy? like a watermelon. <laughs> Ooh, sounds nice. I'm deducting a half a point at least. I would really like there to be some coating on it. Yeah, that's fair. But is it sour? It's sour. It's not okay. like... It's not like um, Sour Patch Kids sour. Sure. But sour enough. You know what I just found at the store? Mm. It's this like independent grocery store near me that has a lot of um, like Mexican and Latin American uh, candy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had a spicy sour mm. straw gummy. That shit was good. It was legit spicy too. They know how to do it there. That's right. Green, green wins for spooky bats and cats. I just wish I could distinguish these a little bit better. Yeah, they're just kind of gummy. Yeah. We've talked about some of this on the pod. 
famously eaten a lot of my children's candy mm-hmm. while we recorded, mm-hmm. uh, to the extent of which it sucked out one of your fillings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what I shared is that I I'm had glad a, that you said filling this time because I feel like <laughs> not too you like you erroneously said like it like <laughs> like like pulled out a tooth or something. <laughs> no. Same thing happened to me when I was little, though, which I think I shared on the pod, is that like the only time of year you'd eat those like sugar daddy candies was oh, yeah. at Halloween, right? When you'd get um, when you get them in your in your trick or treating yeah. bucket, and that stuff is just like straight up melted caramel lollipop yeah. type thing. So you're sucking on that thing, and then like yeah, yeah, it fully pulled out one of my feelings when I was growing up as well. Yeah, you. I mean. And nothing much has t- changed, John, because you're still a sugar daddy. Sugar daddies are still pulling out my <laughs> sugar. Fillings, sugar daddy. <laughs> sugar daddies in full effect this magnified pod season. <laughs> um, but what were and this is probably something we talked about too. What were some of your favorite candies growing up? What were you hoping for when you trick or treat and go home and unload that bucket? Um, I I really liked the fruity stuff. I mean, sure, mm-hmm. I liked. I like the chocolate stuff. I think my favorite candy bars were uh I'm a Twix fan. Yeah. I love a I love a Twix. Got that cookie crunch, got that chocolate, the caramel. Um but yeah, I was I was always a fan of something something fruity, something something sour, something gummy. Sure. Those were kind of my jams. Uh Jolly Ranchers were always good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, nerds, nerds. Uh, Good call. Yeah, um, any sort of any sweet tarts or Smarties or uh, those those kinds of things. I would, sure. But I was a child and I took all of the candy, and then my mom would take the would take like the mounds or <laughs> uh, something that had coconut. That was sure. that was when that's how, what she would steal from my bag. She's like, I'll take anything. It's got coconut. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes, Sometimes you, you don't. don't. Um, almond Joy. I, I do like an almond joy. Sure. Are you? Yeah, I mean, they got the they got the almond on there. It's got the it's got the chocolate. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong. This, I mean, that's among I, I feel like that's my favorite part of Halloween candy is like the stuff that you'd only ever eat that like week or whatever because i'm like not really popping a lot of almond joys throughout the rest of the year but if i see one in my (laughs) trick-or-treat basket that's delightful um it's sort of like the halloween halloween and thanksgiving have that in common yeah things that we get super excited about and have very strong opinions about that we eat once a year yeah yeah i'm with you um but i think you know again basic answer but the reese's peanut butter cup Mm. hard to top for me you know, I, I like the fruity too, but I'm, you know, I'm always saying chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. That's me. Uh, and I love those peanut butter cups, the little pumpkin ones. That's, that's mm-hmm. what a treat. Um, my favorite all time candy, I think is probably peanut m ms I don't know if I've said that or not, Ooh. but <clears throat> M&Ms just aren't that exciting to me in Halloween. Cause I, I enjoy M&Ms year round. Yeah. Um, but I don't enjoy uh, peanut butter cups year round. Yeah, peanut peanut M and M's I think are superior to M and M's in just about every conceivable way. I agree. They are they're larger? They've got 
I mean, the chocolate, the chocolate in, in an M&M is you're asking it to do too much. Mm. And it's not like the most amazing chocolate in the world. Yeah, true. You combine a little bit of chocolate and peanut flavor. That's just a weird hey. combination right there. Peanut butter and chocolate is my favorite combo. It's my favorite ice cream. Um, but I know, I know people like peanut butter M&Ms often more than peanut, I feel like. But mm. I'm here for the peanut. I don't know. For a while, they were making dark chocolate peanut. Which I was really into. I like that dark chocolate, but I feel like that's been discontinued. I th- I think we need to get we need to um, should we do a, a Halloween candy bracket? This- yeah, we might have to do that. We're gonna have to do that. Well, right. we'll get we'll get some. Uh, we'll figure out the seeds and then I like see, that, and then see where it goes. And have people okay. vote on it because um, we might have to do like. I don't know. It might be too difficult to do multiple rounds or something like that, where we like differentiate between chocolate and fruity and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But I don't know because it like having having like something like a a Reese's peanut butter cup go up against like a Sour Patch Kids like stuff. Like, that's a that's a Sophie's choice right there. It is. It is. Um, yeah, my brain broke a little trying to do our Nickelodeon bracket because I did not properly seed things. So we'll have to collaborate <laughs> on this one. Yeah. I don't know. Stuff, man. It's too much like math. <laughs> yeah. We might need to do like a survey, like a survey monkey mm. or something like that. Like that. Put, put it out to put out to Magpod Nation, see what they see how people respond. Could we put out some branded Magnifrite Pod uh MM boxes or something? <laughs> I remember when I, I lived feel in like, DC. I feel like that's that would get us sued. You know, we've been we've been we've been skirting the line for a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I would we would do this in partnership with the uh, oh, are they, with the are Mars, they Mars too? I think they're Mars, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already said they hate they've us. They've already so. no, no. They've said that they they wish us they wish us luck on our in our, our projects, campaign or our important projects. <laughs> um, thanks, Mars. Um, no, I just said that because I remember when I lived in D.C., I went to the White House a few times, and they'd give you a little yeah. uh, little White House M M&M and M package to go sometimes mm-hmm. if you're if you're lucky. So that was. Um, those during the Obama years? Oh man, that was Bush, unfortunately. Oh, shit. <laughs> tainted. It tasted like war crimes. <laughs> he's, he, he walks in, he's like, he's like, John, let me let me show you something. Got some got these little candies. They make them make them just for me. But I got I gotta hide them from Dick. He likes to steal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Did I tell you that I met him? I I, I tried I tried to I tried to keep him on my desk. And then and then he shoots me in the chest. Um, sorry, classic Dick. Classic um, Dick Cheney. I told you, sir, I was going to murder you if you ate those M and M's. Only the brown M and M's. I tell you that I met Bush. Have I told you this? How have I not known this? I must have told you this at some point. I, I, I don't do know. not remember. I had a friend from high school. Uh, still have a friend, good friend, who worked in the Bush White House. Uh, we do not align politically, uh, but we are good friends. And he took us on, I mean, I went on several tours, but this one was actually like when Marine One landed and he like came up and shook our hands and everything. And in my head beforehand, I was like, I'm going to tell him, man, I'm going to tell him everything he's doing <laughs> wrong. Not. And then you get there and you're just like, uh, hello. <laughs> like, it's just like, he is charming and you're just charmed by anyone in that office, right? I there know, is like a, an, an aura of sort of like, wow, in person. Um, no, but I, see, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I would 100% have been in the same situation where 
you know, I have all these strong opinions and I probably also would have buckled and not said anything. I, I wouldn't yeah. have had the, the, the balls to say anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is something about, I do think if I ever met George W. Bush or, you know, or, um, you know, obviously Obama, he just like, he's just effortlessly oh, yeah. charming. I've told um, you this too, that I, I met him a few times and the, I think the first time I met him, he introduced himself as Barack and asked what my name oh was. And I'm just like, Oh God. shit. <laughs> oh my God. And it truly felt like, uh, it's so, that's so disarming. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a dude. Yeah. Look, and he uh, wanted to look, know my uh, name. Uh, and... John's really, uh, really nice to meet you. Um, doing great work with the, uh, magnified pot. Um, uh, have me on sometime. Talk about pop oh, music. Man. Love it. He should. Love, oh, love man. it. <laughs> He was here breaking ground on the uh, presidential center. I should have gotten his, his hot takes on uh, the deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my brother, uh... my brother, and my dad. Uh, my dad has a a photo of of Brock, Dick Durbin, and my brother, like in nice. in DC. And they've, yeah, yeah. So this is like pre. This right. was his senator days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he would be like, well. Uh, I like the first record when they were doing the the spooky <laughs> stuff, but uh, the glam rock uh, couldn't get into it. So uh, it's, it's not for me. Uh, it's more some Michelle I get into. <laughs> I was just gonna say Michelle liked it. Uh, I don't know what are we doing. <laughs> she was like, "Look at what's, what's this hair? What are they? Uh, not the misfits." <laughs> oh man, how many more presidential impressions? We have not done Trump, which we will not do. No, today. no, no. He's dead to he's dead to us. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Good candies, good beers. <laughs> yeah. What else candy. you got in there? You got good another candy. one? <laughs> uh, more candy? No, I thought you had another impression ready. Right <laughs> <you. laughs> another Obama impression? I don't know. I, I I always I've been I've really been trying to work uh, on my Obama, even though he's been out of office for like five years. Yeah, it's now's like, the time. Now's the time. Now's the time at just chomping at the bit to do a, a good a, Obama impression. Oh, uh, uh, get him on yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, he's a he's a music fan. Uh, he's got those got those Chicago roots. Right. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can. Maybe I mean, what if we what if we what if we did? We're like, um, you know, reach out to him and be like, hey, what do you think about uh, you think about Hangnail? You big big Hangnail fan? And you remember when uh, John volunteered for you in like tiny rooms? Uh, it's time to to pay the piper, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I scratched your back. Now it's time for you to scratch mine. Oh man. I mean, what? Like, okay, so fine. We're not Bruce Springsteen, but you know, we're Every time we're I see the, that. We're the Bruce Springsteen of <laughs> the Christian 90s yeah. Christian alternative podcast yeah. world. Okay. We're, we're the Obama and the and the Bruce of, of that world, I feel like. Yeah. You, uh, so you you can be you can be Obama. I'll okay, be the, okay. I'll be I'll be the boss. Yeah, you're cooler. That makes sense. No, no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're saying, wait, okay. Oh, time out, time out. In your mind, the boss is cooler than Obama? I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. I just I feel like I, I associate Obama. different kinds of cool. That's true. I will say when I saw the like podcast, I was like, oh shit, two people I love talking. And then the more that I saw it, I was like, this is such like dad core. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like kind of can't get myself to listen to it because I'm like, yeah. Because you're, uh, you're not like 65 years old. Right. It's like two dads talking dad stuff. I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I get from it. I'm sure it's great. They're both very thoughtful people, but uh Yeah, they're they're just like I don't know. I 
I imagine it's like, and I'm driving <laughs> to the middle of America. Yeah. With my friend Barry. I don't know. That's right. just if if I were Bruce, I'd write a theme song and it's just like <laughs> him and Barack uh, cruising in like a like a the top down in some sort of convertible. Perfect. You know, you know uh boss like throws a hat up in the air as they drive and it like perfect lands on a cactus yeah (laughs) that's great i think you should pitch this oh man we are off the rails Um, off the rails well you know um john we uh we are going to be talking all this month Mm. about spooky bands yes spooky memories uh going to be drinking spooky beers having spooky candies all things spooky yes so speaking of you know you are famously a fan of creepy horror movies spooky movies anything that um in that variety you've got what's the name of that streaming service that you're all psyched about shutter shutter shutter's the best so um i am famously not into horror movies um but i wanted to discuss like if you had i think we've discussed your the first horror movie that you had seen Uh and i don't i don't know it it was so long ago that we talked about it It was probably in the second season at some point but like Mm -hmm. remind people what it was (laughs) because i barely remembered even after you reminded me before we started I think I talked about this relatively recently because I think we were talking about the first R-rated movies that we saw. And mine, I was like four, and my cousin showed me the movie Link, that's which was right. about that's a, that's when we talked about it. A killer ape. And it was like disturbing. And after the fact, I was like, oh, that was like rated R and like a horror movie, and my little brain wasn't ready for it. <laughs> um I also saw on TV at some point like a parody of slasher movies. Okay. Um, when I was little, it was like a Sunday afternoon, you know, back when I had like five channels and I was like, this is upsetting me. I couldn't really tell that it was funny. I could just tell there were people being murdered. <laughs> so like those weird were exposures were my early, my early horror experiences. One would think that in those kinds of circumstances that would turn you off to horror, but <laughs> in, in John's DNA, it's sort of, uh imprinted upon you this this love of the genre instead of like steering you away that could be i mean i i will say those are both like slasher movies which are not generally my go-to i'm more of a you know universal monsters old school spooky you know my parents were like into dracula and all that stuff so i think like that's more uh, the kind of spooky mode i'm into like the bella lugosi hell yeah like the so like you're saying like universal so like uh the invisible man and the mummy and like all those, all those frankenstein ones. wolfman yeah baby have you ever watched the uh the spanish version of the dracula movie i've seen clips of it it's the yeah they they filmed at night on the actual set of the movie they right? they they refilmed a new director all new actors it wasn't right. a dubbed movie it was mm-hmm. a whole ass movie Right. It's Spanish speaking actors yeah. and actresses. And it's great. Oh, I mean, in some ways, arguably a better shot and better directed film. Mm, fascinating. And 
it like some of the because some of the shots are different and like mm. a little bit more it's interesting to like watch to see like side by side comparisons of it yeah um i don't know we might need to have a discussion Ooh. of it because I, I like I, that it's one of the few you know horror movies that i have is the cool the, that dracula plus the bonus cool um, spanish one yeah i think i believe they shot on this like at the same yeah, time as the actual dracula yeah, yeah, yeah using yeah. all the same stuff just at a different time yeah i will say uh i think i maybe told you this that last year i went to a triple feature at the drive-in by myself halloween weekend and drank booze and ate candy and had a great time um <laughs> but they showed um dracula frankenstein and wolfman um and i've seen all three it had been a while since i've seen, been a while since i've seen a couple of them but dracula my favorite like yeah frank frankenstein very well respected in movie circles but dracula the oldest one of those still holds up i think is like mm. the most interesting filmmaking so good movie hot good take movie. dracula good movie good movie um, what about you so i'm like the earliest and this is the thing like i didn't grow up watching horror movies at all mm-hmm. and the first proper scary movie that i remember seeing was scream good movie and so that was what was that 97 six i think it was six yeah so i would have been 12 yeah um or maybe you know because it was already out on you know for rentals so maybe it was maybe it was 97 i'm not sure when things came out back in the 90s but yeah um i it terrified me yeah i know it was like it was supposed to be like a, a speaking of you know tongue-in-cheek right uh, uh not an entire spoof but like sure it was it was self-referential and self-aware yes they were they were aware the characters were aware of tropes within yeah. horror movies and that they were playing into some of them still legit scary though <laughs> but it yeah it and and for me like as a sensitive kid who'd like never really watched any of that stuff mm. um <clears throat> and then i'd i'd seen another uh another like a west craven uh nightmare like you know uh, freddy krueger movie also mm. in the 97 98 kind of that probably that mm. my my eighth grade year no no yeah no. it would have no it would have been like no it would have been like seventh grade maybe so it was probably all around the same time probably with like all the same friend yeah yeah and I was just <laughs> he like, was exposing you to stuff you weren't ready for I'm like why am i watching any of this this is all <laughs> yeah too, this is all too much for me <laughs> um, but like it was my my reaction to it was like oh this this is i shouldn't be seeing this and then i stopped wanting to do that to myself and you're like oh this is terrible more please <laughs> yeah right this broke my brain a little i would like it broken further um yeah i scream might have been the first horror movie i saw in the theater um because i i may have talked about this on the pod too but i don't care um me and my cousin same cousin i think who showed me link as a little kid so there you go um we bought tickets uh at the mall of america movie theater to the 101 dalmatians movie and hightailed it across the hall to see scream which was our plan all along and it was wonderful and i loved it um it must have been like just at the right age where like i was fully ready for that and not like um stressed out about it (laughs) um but i love that movie dearly i also i remember like you're talking about freddy krueger like 
as a kid before i'd even seen any of those movies like the iconography was so everywhere you know yes but like maybe it was like seeing the you know the video boxes at the store or whatever but sure. i would Im- imagine as a little kid like freddy krueger's little knifey gloves, gloved hand yeah. at my window and like his face popping up <laughs> way before I saw any of those movies. So yeah, that was, it was, yeah. Like you said, it was very pervasive within culture yeah. at the time. And I too remember seeing commercials and, and strolling down those aisles and seeing a lot of those now sort of famous and iconic horror right. movie boxes, whether it was, um uh pinhead from uh yeah, yeah. Hellraiser, Hellraiser or um you know the child uh you know child's play or the, yeah. the, the you know Chucky, Chucky. And, and um and a lot of that stuff like I remember very much seeing that stuff as a kid especially yeah. I was in Kansas I remember very much a display that had the Hellraiser pinhead uh-huh. um that's his name right yeah yeah is okay uh, and you're like, this is a that. lot to take in. I've never seen it before. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that stuff, it was, it was everywhere. It was, I, I don't know whether horror movies had a, they were just, I don't know. Like that was, that was at eighties and nineties. They were just yeah. people were like, it's fine. <laughs> Throw it next to the kid section. Throw silent night, deadly night in which it's Santa's fine. coming down the chimney with an ax next to like the Ewok adventure or whatever I was renting <laughs> me being like, is Santa going to murder me? Um, different times yeah yeah i think i think pinhead might be a four on the enneagram by the way because i was talking about like his exquisite pain and stuff like that <laughs> he's probably got um, some good songs yeah I, I i could i could see my i could see that i'll get i'll i'll reach out to that guy yeah he good seems, one, he seems like he seems okay <laughs> didn't they make like 47 more of those i think they were like it? two maybe in the theater and then like six direct video maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, there's some cool stuff in there now. Yeah, I I don't know, man. There's it's one of those things where like I want to be a kind of person that can just hang and <laughs> be just be able to watch to be able to watch that kind of stuff, but like I don't know. And like you said, like I'm not a big slasher guy. I don't like watching people get killed. Yeah. It's like I was talking to to Brian, my brother, about this today, about how we, neither of us are big fans of that kind of stuff. But, and he was saying that he is more in like the X-Files vein of like paranormal, creepy, spooky, you know, tense and, but not like, uh, you know, not people getting decapitated or eviscerated and letting their, their guts spill out or you know, yes. Freddy Krueger's hands coming up through your beds and stabbing you into the ceiling. <laughs> you know? Like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Or like, or like having your mom get like sucked in through the, the hole in the door at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which looks, which holds up and looks great. It looks really good. Great, um, by the way. <laughs> tongue coming through the through the phone, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Um, Can we just also talk about? We probably talked about this before. How also very different time uh that movie they're all supposed to be in high school and there's that like scene where she's in the bathtub uh-huh. and like the glove comes up between her legs right and you're like okay <laughs> all right that's a little bit far but then like 
think she like gets pulled down under the water and she's like naked. Yeah, you're like, it's weird. I, I know this is as an this actress is like older, but like right. if we're it's supposed weird. to, it's we're supposed to think that she's in high school. Like I don't know. Yeah, 80s were weird, man. Yeah, there, there's a whole. I mean, whatever. We can get into horror history at some point, yeah. but like the original Halloween, uh, a great movie, famously yeah. like even Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're both like very disturbing, but not especially like bloody and not especially like here's a bunch of people having sex. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like with Friday the 13th, beginning with like the early eighties on, it was like, they're basically like softcore porn right. with people getting slashed uh, mid yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. the whole boobs and blood thing is like, not especially my bag in that, in that vein. Um, but yeah, a weird time. They're all supposed to be like, in high school and it's makes you feel uncomfortable um i mean when yeah when we were in high school like that would be like oh cool but right <laughs> but you know it's yeah, it's, yeah it, it's it, it's always sort of like in hindsight made me think that's that's a little that's, yeah some like 60 year old producer on the set like yeah get yeah. her in the bath more <laughs> wave yeah do you remember have you uh seen that that whole transformers movie with mark Wahlberg, and they have that like whole scene about like how this guy is dating this girl that's underage but like because they had been dating since before he was mm-hmm. of age mm-hmm. that it's okay it's called the romeo and juliet law and they have the, this whole scene explaining how it's okay that he's dating <laughs> someone underage because there's like this close-up of the card that explains the law it's like Yes. You also could have like just made the character older <laughs> instead yeah. of like making this whole scene explaining why you're dating someone who's mm. under 18. Sounds like, like Michael Bay production to me. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, why do you, yeah. why do, why do directors and writers have to be so weird and creepy? Just like, yeah. stop it. Just don't be a creep. Don't do it. Um, yeah. I'm much more, a much more ghost, ghost story, yeah. you know, that's that's more my my vibe. Um, we'll 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 get in more to our horror movie, horror all things horror preferences as we go on this yes. month. Yes, exactly. We will. Uh, I think we got some some calls in the night, mm. some some howling at the <laughs> yes. moon, voicemails and emails to hear. We do. We have. Um, I'm not nailing sm- these <laughs> Halloween metaphors at all. You're fine. We've got a voicemail line, 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD. Um, Thank you. Thank you. The <laughs> voicemail line is, mm. I don't know. I've got, I've got nothing either. I just wanted to play the. That was good. I just wanted to play the, the lightning. Lightning crashes, a voicemail line. Oh, man. It's a future season. <laughs> so. We just finished covering Craig's brother. Hmm. Um, overall, I think the the this the section of the pod went really well. I really loved covering them. Absolutely. Uh, with the exception of Lost at Sea, sure. which we got some pushback uh, for, as we discussed last week. Um, and we have a some voicemails from a particular person sort of expressing some of their feelings about how we have covered mm-hmm. the uh, how we've covered Craig's brother. Hey guys, 
This is Ted Bond. Um, you know, I wasn't going to listen to your podcast. I was trying to ignore such things, but they Adam say. and I told me to check it out, so I did. The homecoming one was rad. <laughs> the loss at C1 made me sad. Aww. Fuck you guys, you're dicks. <laughs> but um, it's all right, because I'd rather have honest dicks as friends than mm. people who tell me what I want to hear. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, the closure one also is what I really called to talk about or at least mention some things because, oh, my God, Jay. Like, I would rather listen to Jay than you guys. I'm just saying. Sorry. Love you. Jay. Yeah. I mean, talking about my dad, Jay's the author. Oh, I was like, who's Jay? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we had my dad on to <laughs> talk about the problem of evil. And, I'd rather uh, listen to Jay than us, too. Yeah, right. It was great. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, you guys mentioned the new music a few times. Yes, big news coming soon. Um, I can't say too much now, but yes. Yes. Yes, you're going to hear new music very soon. Very nice. Would you like it? Probably not. It all sounds exactly like Lost at Sea. We were like, <laughs> you know what? Lost at Sea didn't have enough reverb. <laughs> So yeah, take that. <sighs> um, anyway, so here here's uh, the few comments that I wanted to make. Let's see. So closure. Okay, check this out. The funny thing is, like we started writing that song back in the early days. I think 1996 or something was when that song was started, and it was written about a girl that Heath was breaking up with. Go after 12 years part is only because it took us 12 years to finish the song. Huh, interesting. But what's weird is we put out that song in 2011. I got a divorce in 2012. I was married to my wife for 12 years, and that mm. song exactly describes the divorce. It's almost like I subconsciously knew it was coming and wrote a song about mm. it in advance mm. wow. as a way of saying I'm sorry. Weird, huh? Uh, let's see. Adeline, we actually intended to put strings on Adeline. We had a really good violin player, and he recorded some stuff, and we didn't end up using it. This guy was from, like, Juilliard. He was mad. <laughs> felt really bad. It wasn't a hint about him. It just didn't work out in the final mix. Um, and, yeah, as far as you guys' interpretation, as far as how dark it is, it is that dark. That's exactly how dark it is. Oh, death hangs over this record was a quote that I wrote down. Yes, mm. but it doesn't necessarily feel that way or something is what you said. Um, yeah, totally. And the thing is, like, death doesn't necessarily feel the way that. Yeah. So, um, Ted gets cut off because he reached the three minute mark. But we got some more. We got some more Ted Bond. Ted Bond Part Two. Do you have anything you want to say, John, before we get into Ted Bond Part Two? I am loving this. I just want more. <laughs> yeah. I I love that he's like, uh, homecoming, rad, lost a seat, fuck you Sad. guys, you're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, but you're right. Like, I would also, talking to my dad, it just, like, this is, like, what it's like to hang out with my dad. You can just, like, pick his brain on any topic, and he's just, mm. like, infinitely kind and patient and, like, willing to, like, talk about this stuff because... Yeah, I mean it's his bread and butter. He's just like, 
he's just the best dude. So yes, um, John, if you wanted to like kick me off the pod and just like do one with my dad, like I would totally understand. <laughs> uh, back at you. Okay, so I was responding to your comment. Death hangs over this record, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way or something. That something is how you said it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like that's totally true. But but the thing about death is it doesn't feel the way that we fear it's going to feel. Um, in a lot of ways, death is actually life-promoting. Like, the experience of my grandmother dying, which is what the song Freedom is about, hmm. like, gave me new life in a weird way. Everything she ever told me, every desire she ever had for me became so much more meaningful. Um, of course, it was sad and tragic, but we all – we have an end – to our lives, we all die sooner or later. Death is not necessarily the sad, scary thing that it's so often portrayed as. Anyway, that's anyway. Yeah, um, fallen. Oh, so Andy wrote the music, the melody. The only thing I wrote was the lyrics. I'm trying to think. I wrote most of the lyrics on this whole record, so you guys mm-hmm. can you guys can chew on that. Um, but I'm trying to think what the lyrics I didn't write. I don't know. I feel like we, I feel like we operated under that assumption. Yeah, I think we said like it seems like Ted on most of these songs. Yeah, I, I, I I think yeah, I think we we were starting to be a little at by the insidious lie. I think we were able to start picking up on Ted style, Ted topics. Yeah. Ted. uh, Hashtag Ted topics. Hashtag Ted Topics. If we can ever get Ted on the pod, uh, mm. we can have a Ted Topics section. Uh, we don't want to call them Ted Talks because we don't want to get we don't want to get sued. Right. Um, but yeah, Ted Topics is is coming soon to a Magpot near you. But yeah, Andy wrote the melody. He wrote the like. He told me like basically this is how the vocal melody is going to go, and then like he shredded that guitar solo. And Andy's the mm-hmm. like shredding his shredder ever. But he doesn't like to play live, so we're probably never going to play Fall in Live because mm-hmm. I don't so, know anyone else who can shred like he does. At least yeah. not that guitar solo. I don't know. Maybe Herbie, my son, he he might be able Ooh. to pull it. Um, be cool. Let's see, oh my gosh, yes, Jay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I loved listening to Jay. Like, I got so into it. I took notes. Mm. Oh, I love him. I love him. He's great. I I want to listen to more Jay. I guess you probably have show. You probably bring him on the show like fairly frequently. Like, okay, so tell me what shows to listen to because those are the ones I want to listen to. Like, oh my gosh, I love that guy. Um, yeah. Same. But what did I want to say? Oh, you like mentioned the planning of free will. Oh, no, no, no. More importantly, you all, you asked earlier in the show, you're like, what's a transcendent crime? <laughs> and then your dad's all, evil is a violation of a transcendent being. Mm. He answered your question for you. I love it. Wait, I don't know if it was, I'm sorry, Jay, I'm not sure who's, which one of your dads it is, but Jay answered the question for whoever asked it. And then, like, oh, you, somebody dropped the planning a free will argument. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> it's not what people think. It's a ridiculous argument. And I'm like, I, I'm like, do, do you, re- I don't think I understand it. Like, 
All right, we have one last voicemail from Ted. But I, the way he gets so indignant about uh, Plantiga is like, it gives me life. I love yeah. it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm so into it. So, okay, one last, one last voicemail. Okay, final voicemail. I guess I only have like three minutes or something. When I want to go on for ten, but whatever. Um, Yeah, you guys are going to hate the new music, um, but it is being mixed by Jamie McMahon, which means you'll probably like the mix, maybe better than any mix, because he's Jamie McMahon, and he's pretty rad. Um, so, yeah, there's that. If you can handle the, like, reverb, because there's going to be lots of reverb, so much so much reverb <laughs> and delay, 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 delay. I can't do reverb. Like a uh, can I? Maybe if I go in the bathroom or something. But I'm not doing that. Anyway, you guys um, suck for your review of Lost at Sea, but otherwise, you're pretty rad. Um, loved <laughs> listening to this stuff. And uh, yeah, all right. Don't invite me on your show, but I will leave voicemails occasionally. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, man. We welcome voicemails, but I'm inviting you on the show. Ted, come yeah. on the show. Uh, yeah, I've already reached out to him through a variety of avenues. and <laughs> He's not interested. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from him, but I would love to have Ted on the show. I mean, look, we, we're not trying to do our boys dirty in in Craig's brother. Like, no. we clearly love them. We clearly love Ted, <laughs> and in love is writing and i think we would definitely get along yeah uh, so if you want to talk for more than three minutes at a time there's no problem <laughs> you just come on the pod you talk as long as you want ted topics we can have as many ted topics as you want transcendent hashtag transcendent ted topics uh <laughs> transcendent crimes with ted whatever was it was it transcendental transcend okay you know whatever it's, wasn't that what it was i believe so look he i called don't it, he called it transcendent it. but i thought it was transcendental I yeah know. i think it's transcendental um either way thank whatever. you very much ted that was great i what? i'm not surprised to hear a thoughtful funny um you know sarcastic sarcastic uh 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 ted weighing in here this is it did not disappoint me for what i expected he would have to say but all that stuff was really fascinating to hear i'd love to hear more yeah call in anytime come on yes. anytime um yes. what a great dude yeah i mean it, it's just also why you said ted's daughter responding to him <laughs> playing that song yeah was like like it makes sense yeah. like calling him an asshole and threatening right. to punch him like yeah that sounds about right apparently his son is shredding all over the place I know, so. right man get them all in the pod get them all there come on let's go let's go on right. family reunion all right we got uh we got our boy caleb hey guys it's caleb from the pacific northwest and i think if you get called out by name on an episode you are required to call and leave a voicemail <laughs> Correct. so i'm doing that i got four things for you one craig's <laughs> brother awesome band Lost at Sea is not my favorite record. Homecoming is. But mm. I think Head in a Cloud is a top five Craig's Brother song for me, maybe even top three. Um, his vocals on that are so soaring, and I love it. Number two, Starflyer 59 is hella boring. Um, <laughs> I don't even feel that strongly about them. It's just like, why would you ever listen to them? Number three, Supertones. Here's the deal. Um, 
they're not a ska punk band, and that is, I think, the key thing to remember. They don't fit with Five Iron and Insiders in that way. That being said, they are like the platonic ideal of a CCM ska band. Um, mm. Adventure for songs, but Strike Back, Chase the Sun, and Loud and Clear. All- <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a that is a tough that is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah. The platonic ideal <laughs> of a of a CCM ska band. Ska band. Not Oof. not my bag, baby. Oh my god, what a no wonder. Like when you describe it in that way, you know, no wonder. Woof. CM <laughs> ska band. Um, Adventures has some good songs, but Strike Back, Chase the Sun, and Loud and Clear. All three of those records are great. You just have to appreciate them for what they are mm. and not what they could be, which is, you know. Maybe better, um, but but I do love <laughs> yeah. those records, and I have nostalgia there, of course. Sure. Number four, with Andrew's recent travels, I think I've decided that, that the next season of Magpod should be Magpod on the road. Uh, Andrew and John travel the country, and you go to the cities of each Patreon punk and <laughs> have them on to talk about some of their favorite records. Uh, you know, the Supertones might not be my favorite band, but I would be happy to talk to you about them when you come up here. Uh, to the Pacific Northwest to visit. Uh, I could see a hardcore episode with Meg, and you could even talk Starflyer with Ryan up in up in Canada. So uh, thank you so much. Love everything you do. Keep up the good work. Magpod for life. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, those those uh, Patreon uh, monthly payments are going to need to increase. I was going to say, I think you just set up a new tier. <laughs> yeah, Magpod on the road. It's you know, a thousand dollars a month. Thousand dollar tier will come fly to you. Okay. <laughs> um, it yeah. is a great idea. We have long talked about oh, resuming more so remote in person segments. Um, you know, we've talked about a Bremerton trip. We've talked about a Denver trip, which you did do the season. We're covering a lot of, you know, California. It's going to happen. There's going to be something. We're going to do it. Yeah. You know, um, it 2022 might actually be the year that something like that could be possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, we're, we're going to do something. I mean, Hey, there's a Craig's brother in too bad Eugene show in California I this know. week as we're recording. I know the kind of thing we might go to in the future, depending on, you know, the bill and other, other uh, factors, but I hope Californians enjoy that. I'm jealous. Um, Caleb delight to hear from you always. Uh, you're you're right about some things and wrong about some things you know a lot of people said head in the cloud is like one of their favorites and that was one that we both were just like maybe your view it just was like <laughs> just immediately on that one i'm just like Ugh. like i think again it could be a good song without the way that they decided to do it the guitar, on that record the it's like brown brown just like i don't know i hear you but i can't get over that that sound no i can't it's too it's too I don't even know, like, jaunty? I don't know. It's yes, like... it is jaunty. <laughs> Maybe I think, I think I was, when we were recording, yes. I was, like, swinging my arms back and forth. We were forth. swinging our arms, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I don't know. I, I again, I all, so much of my critiques of that album, let me say this again, maybe for, like, the fourth time. Yeah. It needs a different mix entirely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, top to bottom scrap the mix take the songs start over with the different mix like yeah. 
this is not a critique necessarily on like the songwriting. It's just like, I just didn't like how this, the album sounded. It just, yeah. and uh, anyway, we're not talking Craig's brother anymore, mm-hmm. um, but we will be talking to a brother, hopefully <laughs> at some point. Mm. Just tease that there. Um, speaking of speaking of some uh, some bros, we got Rudy Librarian Brian Canberra. All right, guys, I am driving to work right now, and I had to Pulling stop and stairs. record a voice memo because the thing is that. Uh, it takes me several days to listen to your podcast, and 90% of the time when I finish it, I finish it after you're already recording the next episode, and I'm like, ah, crap, I'm not going to get in there. Uh, but a few things that I want to say, in a completely unrelated to the podcast note, I just want to share that, number one, why do kids have so many words in the morning, like my <laughs> own children, so much to say, it's so early. Uh, number two, if you haven't heard about this amazing TikTok uh, trend that's going on in schools right now, uh, please send all the good vibes because they're just, there's a TikTok trend to destroy school property. Uh, and then the next month, the, the October theme, supposedly, is to slap a staff member. So, not super. What? I got an email about this from my kid's school today. Uh, that, yeah, there's some... TikTok challenge where our school, the school that my kid go to was vandalized. And that was part of the September challenge and October challenges encouraged physical violence. What's happening? What's happening to our youth? I don't know what's going on. This is, yeah. Um, these challenges are, uh, they're not so much challenges as they are crimes. <laughs> right. So it's not just because you do something for the internet doesn't mean you're not going to get in trouble or arrested. So yeah, I don't understand, man. It's so beyond my understanding. You, but. It's yeah. It's what, it's one of those things that has become like the internet meme where it's just like, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, <laughs> right. bro. Like when you see those, another one of those dumb, this was pre TikTok. But like those dumb YouTube quote unquote pranks where these guys will like get a jug of milk and they'll right. like pretend to slip and fall, but like they just like th- you know, throw the milk on the ground and like make this giant mess and make it look like they fell. Yeah. Like that's not that's it's really not, cool. That's not funny. That's not cool. <laughs> it's not a challenge. You're an asshole. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm as somebody without kids, I am blissfully unaware of this really yeah. stupid. Help us out, teens. What are we missing here? Is there something smarter than what it seems like? Yeah. All, hey, all the teenagers that listen to our show. We got a couple in their early 20s, right? Yeah. They know about I think, TikTok. I think they'll, yeah, I think they might be insulted by being like, hey, sure, sure. hey teens, hey, children. Get off your milk crates and come tell me about what's going on. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like fun up, to you, up, but to me, it's vandalism. Pull up one of those milk crates. Sit down with old <laughs> with old Uncle Johnny and Andrew. Tell us, tell us about uh, the latest trends. Yes. Back in my day, we, we used to wear we used to wear onions on our belts, as was the style of the time. The style of the time. <laughs> yep. Oh man. We're looking forward to finding out if he's gonna slap me or not. All right, now moving on, I gotta talk about Craig's brother for just a second because Craig's brother is one of my all-time favorite uh, punk bands. 
And I, I will say that, like, I, like many people, I think I kind of fell off after homecoming and found my way back. Um, and I really enjoyed you going through the albums I didn't know as well. But I, I, Homecoming is a absolutely essential album to me. I love it so, 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 so much. And, uh, and Devils in the Details, kind of like you guys said, is absolutely killer. And for me, like, Maintaining Destiny was on my election playlist uh, leading up to this most recent presidential election. Uh, it, I thought it was a good song to help me decide uh, you know, how I was going to vote. Not decide how I was going to vote, but support how I was going to vote. Uh, also, I don't know, have you guys listened to St. Didicus? I don't know if you talked about them when you were doing uh, when you were doing Dogwood, uh, because Josh from Dogwood does the stuff under St. Didicus. Uh, but he's got a song that was pretty pretty killer up there too. Plus, I did that that uh, MXPX song like this is the best we got. Uh, Get the name of that song. Uh, all right. Anyway, I digress. I am uh, super super excited. Uh, for you guys to do this Deadlines album too. And so I think you said that the Deadlines was the first one you were going to do. So I'm going to uh, just say real quick, I don't know if you guys know, but one of the things that was so cool about that Deadlines album was that they would do like when they performed, they had like a, like a dramatic performance where they would like hire people or like have friends uh, pretend to, they would have like basically fake murders in the crowd at these <laughs> Christian concerts, like Cornerstone stuff like that. Like you're just minding your own business, you know, in the pit listening to Cornerstone. Somebody gets stabbed with a knife, blood everywhere, but it was fake. <laughs> and the Christian community did not know what to do with that man. They did not know how to deal with fake murders in in, in their Christian concerts. Uh, and so I think there was some backlash. I don't know if this is why the Deadlines did what they did, but the next album was more of like a glam focus instead of like uh, horror focus. And honestly, I kind of lost interest a little bit because the horror thing was the thing that I thought was so great because there was nothing like that in the Christian scene that I knew of at the time. So anyway, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about the Deadlines. You guys are awesome. Magpog for life. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Ryan, I gotta say, it sounds like you're driving with like the, the nastiest subwoofer, <laughs> sub bass sound, just like. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It sounded like he was more like in a like a Cessna or something. Yeah, just like just a <laughs> the engine like literally like right outside the. Yeah, he's just revving it at every stoplight <laughs> and always leaves on the voicemail. Classic Brian. Classic um, Brian. Yeah, I. Uh, you can always leave voicemails. You, you know, we move fast and they're long episodes. And if you've got something to say about a band that we covered a while ago, that's fine. We still want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we like, we've been reading stuff from like people that like were mentioning Goaty Hook, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Do it. Um, people deadlines. jump in at different times. Hey. Hey. You're welcome to come on. Hey. Hey. Come on anytime. Hey, hey. Uh, you think you're, think you're, think you're, t- you're too good to leave us a, <laughs> a voicemail because we're done talking about the band over here? You think maybe we moved on over here? Yeah, we're we always did. welcome there. We're, we're still making MXPX puns over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yes, we will get into all all the stuff about the deadlines that you referenced, Brian. Uh, yeah. Quite a fascinating, quite a fascinating band. Uh, more fake murders in shows, please. Um, <laughs> do you, but do you though? Do you think that's a good idea? Like it's probably not. No, I. I mean. I, there are more ways I can see that going terribly than I can see it going well. <laughs> I was talking about this when I was at a haunted house uh, with a friend a few years ago. We were like, wouldn't it be cool if like, you know how like, well, you may not know this because you're not a big spooky guy, but at a lot of haunted houses, if you're like waiting in the line, they have like, you know, characters from the thing come entertain you. So there's some like, some like, right. you know, ghost face comes by and scares you. Right. And we were like, wouldn't it be cool if like, there was an actor always in the line and one of those characters came out and like murdered somebody <laughs> or like took them out of the line and something scary happened. And for like one second, we were like, yeah, that'd be fun. Then we we're like, no, no, that would be awful. <laughs> like People would think that somebody was actually being murdered. You'd probably be sued. <laughs> anyway. Well, did, I mean, wasn't that a plot device in Scream 2? Indeed. Yeah. Like someone got about that. stabbed at a movie theater and everybody thought it was like. Just right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> What a world. Now we got TikTok too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Stab your friend challenge. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's probably coming. Just I'm just joking, bro. Just a, just a prank, bro. It's basically what the scream guys are like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Matthew uh, Lillard runs into your school, starts stabbing you. Just a prank, bro. Um, St. Didicus, a band name I know, but I don't, I've never really looked into them too much. How about you? Nope. Yeah. Not even, not even little. Guess we need to rectify that. Yeah. We um, well, is that it? I think that's it for for the voicemails. Hey man, got Ted Bond thrown down. Yeah. Some good buds thrown down. It's quite a crap. But appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys. We do. Uh, you know. So on to more spooky things. And with that. Andrew. Yes. I have an important spooky question. I hope we have an answer. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> I would. Yay. All right, people. Mixing it up a little bit. Yes. Ever since I crushed it with a five out of five, Andrew's too embarrassed <laughs> to ask me any more questions. So I'll be the quiz master uh, occasionally this month. Um, we're we'll, gonna see. Tra- we'll, we'll trade off. We're, tr- we're trading yeah, yeah. off weeks. I don't think it's going to be as good uh, with me uh, asking the questions. Don't, but... don't you do that bullshit. You know, this, this, I'll, this time, you know, I'll, you know, cause I usually have our game music is usually, it's, it's always the same. Um, it's, the, but this time around, I need to put in something creepy, creepy and atmospheric. Yeah. That's so good. I'll get a, I'll get some of that. I'll start playing that music right now. Perfect. And you know, I don't know. Maybe if you have, uh, we'll do some some right and wrong sound effects. All right, Andrew. Well, I hear you're dying to compete with my recent five out of five score. Mm. Well, let's see if you can creep up. If you don't get these right, there'll be grave consequences. Oh shit! <laughs> In a little quiz, I'm calling. How low well do you know Halloween? Oh damn. <laughs> um. Got some spooky sound effects here. If you get things right, <laughs> you get a spooky laugh. But if you fuck up, <laughs> you get a zombie in pain. <laughs> we'll see how I do here. Um, all right. 
Halloween has its roots in the ancient festival of Samhain, first celebrated in 4000 BC. Samhain marked the end of harvest season during a time when the veil between the living and the dead was at its thinnest, prompting people to wear costumes and masks to trick any spirits looking to wreak havoc among the living. In which country did Halloween originate? Oh, man. A, Scotland. B, Ireland. C, Wales. Or D, England. All right. So, 4000 BC. Mm. This is, this is some... This is old school. <laughs> that is old school. <laughs> this is that really is before Christ. <laughs> um, all right, so we're talking harvest. We're talking uh, people who are like maybe having some sort of a more pagan mm-hmm. uh, beliefs. I literally know nothing about whales. Um. I, I just gotta go. I gotta go with my my guts. Um, I, I have to go Scotland. Going Scotland, huh? Going Scotland. Ah, damn it! Sorry, Andrew. You should have listened to your your ancestral roots and gone with Ireland. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, damn it. Yes. Oh well. Which leads into our next question. Mm. Halloween was first celebrated in the U.S. in the 1840s when many Irish immigrants fled the potato famine. Yeah. Uh, probably shouldn't have shown you that question because that might have given it away, but you didn't get it, so it doesn't matter. Um, where was the first citywide American Halloween celebration? Cambridge, Massachusetts? Rochester, New York? Heldsburg, California? Or Anoka, Minnesota? You know, I... I've wondered about, I'm wondering about Massachusetts because you got like, it's like Sleepy Hollow adjacent, kind of mm-hmm. got that, those roots and some of those old stories of uh, sp- spooky uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these, Anoka, Minnesota. The spookiest place in the world, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I mean, a place like Heldsburg, California, is like, is such a specific name too. Hmm. Like, I feel like Cambridge, Rochester, and you being from Minnesota, you know, you might be able to. But Heldsburg, <laughs> California, it's very specific. Uh. Hmm. But with, the, with all the Irish immigrants go to California, why would they go to California? I gotta go Cambridge, Massachusetts. Go Cambridge. Go Cambridge. Ah, damn it! Andrew, I'm sorry. Anoka, Minnesota. Anoka, Minnesota. Threw that in for us as a little Minnesotan treat. Oh shit! I have no idea of the <laughs> reasoning behind why this happened, but uh, well, I guess we gotta go to Anoka more. I mean, well, we need to take up. Uh, Caleb's advice and you and me will take a we'll take a uh, October 2022 we're going to Anoka we'll celebrate the 100 and you know 80th I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that kind of math yeah that sounds right Um, yeah uh, 
it's surprising. I, I got to look into why that happened. I don't think of Anoka as being a place of any particular distinction, let alone being the first uh, American Halloween celebration. Uh, but I did throw those all, the, all those other ones in to throw you off there. I, I figured a West Coast one, you were right with your logic that why would they go there? But I was like, if I throw in a small town in California for some reason, that'll, that'll throw them. It was right. throwing me off. I'm like, this is very specific. Yeah, yeah. I tend to think of Massachusetts, New York as being old, spooky. Yeah. Um, all right. I think you're going to make it up on this next war. I've got to. Did I say next Warren? <laughs> it's because I was reading candy corn in my head. Uh, the disgusting seasonal treat, candy corn, was wow. first mass produced. Hot, hot, hot take. <laughs> this, is, this is an editorialized uh, quiz. <laughs> it was first mass produced by the Golitz Candy Company in 1898. According to the National Confectioners Association, how much candy corn is produced annually today? Is it A, 500,000 pounds? B, 10 million pounds, C, 35 million pounds, or D, 100 million pounds? That, any way you look at it, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. It's <laughs> too much candy corn. Too much candy corn. <laughs> I know a lot of people like candy corn. I'm not a fan, so I just had to throw that out of my, my take. <laughs> what is it? What is, is it? What is it? Is it? Is it the flavor? Is it too waxy? What? What is it that you don't I, like? Yeah, about? I don't uh, Maybe it's too s- sweet. I don't know. I don't like the flavor. It, it turns me off. I'm also somebody who loves uh, black licorice, uh, uh, black jelly beans. So my, my taste your is all... Is, your mouth is broken. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> Do you like the bullshit that has like the salt on it because you're a monster? The black licorice with salt? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Salt oh, it up. Gross. Give me that Scandinavian style. Ugh, gross. <laughs> this is... I'm a monster. <laughs> you are a monster. This is this is what happens when you watch horror movies when you're four years old. <laughs> you develop a taste for salted black licorice. <laughs> John Pow. Uh, never straying from that again. Um, all right, I'm going. I'm I'm going with the most absurd. I'm going a hundred million pounds because it's it's a dumb amount. <laughs> hundred million. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Maybe I made these too hard. <laughs> Uh, it is 35 million, which is also a dumb amount. <laughs> That's a stupid amount of. I was like, maybe if I just make it like wild, that'll be like, oh, maybe it's that, but still, 35. Uh, quite ridiculous. All right. Ugh. I feel good about this next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what song do people listen to most on Halloween, according to Spotify streaming numbers? Oh, no. Is it A, Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers Monster Mash? B, Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme song, C, Michael Jackson's Thriller, or D, Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Fear the Reaper? (sighs) I mean, I've got to imagine that it's got to be Thriller. It's got to be Thriller. Like, that song probably has more streams than all these other ones combined. And especially on Halloween, people want to hear, people want to hear that cackle, baby. They want to, they want to hear, um, God, why am I blanking on his name now? Vincent Price. Yeah, Vincent Price. They want to hear that Vincent Price cackle. So Terrorize gotta, y'all's neighborhood. <laughs> Gotta go Thriller. Going Thriller. All right. <laughs> yes. You are correct. One for four. <laughs> Killing I mean, it. Still. I was, yeah, this one, I mean, yeah, you, you're right. Thriller is 
like maybe my favorite song ever. I love that song <laughs> very dearly. Uh, so it makes sense that people want that. But I was like, I don't know, Monster Mash, Ghostbusters, those get thrown around a lot. Surprisingly, I think the order is actually, these are the top four just out of order. So the number one most is Thriller. I think two is Ghostbusters, three is Monsters, Monster Mash, and four is Don't Fear the Reaper, which is like, I know there aren't like a ton of Halloween songs. But it seems weird that that one is so high up. It's not especially like Halloweenish, other than being about the Reaper. Anyway, more cowbell. Um, <laughs> you're on the board. We're closing it out with number five. Yes. Can you get two in a row? We'll see. It's one of our favorite topics. Mm. Jack Chick of Chick Tracks famously thought that quote Satan loves Halloween and God hates Halloween and its evil origins end quote, dedicating many of his tracks to the holiday. in hopes that parents would hand them out to trick-or-treaters. Which one of these is not an actual element of a Halloween-themed chick tract? A, a pumpkin-headed mass murderer who mows campers down with a chainsaw is revealed to be Satan himself. B, a boy named Billy is repeatedly awoken by a ghost, apparently trying to communicate with him. He's frightened until he realizes it's the Holy Spirit who helps Billy pray the sinner's prayer. C, a rat named Stinky is sent from hell to earth during Halloween to get a present for Satan. Or D, a group of kids visit a haunted house on Halloween, which frightens one kid so badly he runs out into the street and is hit by a car, prompting one of the kid's moms to guarantee them that he's in hell because he had quit Sunday school. Um, which one did I make up? So, um, the rat named Stinky, <laughs> I'm pretty confident is real mm-hmm. uh, um cuz so but also the the pumpkin headed mass murderer being satan himself he jack chick loved the satan reveal he <laughs> yeah, loved he the satan reveal it's true he's like anything that i don't like oh just pull off a mask it's guess satan what? it was guess the what? satan this whole time nancy pelosi satan it's satan this whole time bro um you know, I, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. The one you made up is a uh, boy named Billy. Realizing oh. Holy Spirit is uh, trying to communicate with him. Holy Spirit reveal rather than a Satan reveal. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! No, that means you're right. Oh, it is. Yeah, I am right. I forgot <laughs> yes. which one. I forgot which one. It's weird because there's such distinct sounds uh, <laughs> that clearly mean right or wrong. Uh, no, you got that right. Okay, I was good. trying to trying to throw you there. I mean, a rat named Stinky. Pretty no, specific, but uh, no, it's, real. He there was there was lots of communication with Satan trying to like go and and like get like go and like steal souls or steal kids yeah, or yeah. like get. Yeah, it's it's that those those other ones to me just struck me as very Jack Chick. Yeah, I guess specific. I'm showing my ass here. I'm not a good Chick track writer. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it sounded plausible. Maybe maybe this ghost is Jesus. I guess that's too nice. It should be something more <laughs> horrifying and offensive. <laughs> yeah, what it needs to be is somebody who uh, went to hell for not. <laughs> right. Yes, uh, that's being, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I was Catholic and I went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if I effectively conveyed in that last option, this Halloween uh, tract, but yeah, this kid is, they go to a haunted house and this kid runs out and is killed in the street. And the, the kids go to like tell the kid's mom and the mom's like, well, I got to tell you kids, he's definitely in hell. <laughs> <laughs> he does not go to Sunday school. <laughs> 
classic uh, classic mom response. Yeah. She's, oh, my kid's dead. Well, maybe you shouldn't have plus. quit Sunday school. Yep. Anyway, two for five. That's that sounds about like my average performance. So I think it seemed fair. Seems about right. Um, yeah, you can expect more horrifying quizzes in the weeks <laughs> to come. Yes, that was a good quiz. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, your next quiz, I will make. <laughs> be, brutal. Very, <laughs> just brutal. be brutal. Brutal. Brutal quiz. <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be delivered a by a Nathan explosion. <laughs> Did you ever watch Metalocalypse? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When I think of the word brutal, <laughs> I just think of Nathan explosion. All right. Yes. Take a break. When we come back, let's get. We'll be. We we will be dead, <laughs> and we will talk about the death and life of the deadlines, or the deadlines album. The death and life of. It's confusing. (laughs) We'll be back. Hey guys, my name is Matt Langston. I am a music producer, a mix engineer, and an avid unicorn enthusiast. And I would like to invite you over to my podcast, Eleven D Life. On Eleven D Life, we get to talk to your favorite artists, producers, and creators about what makes them tick. We take deep dives into where they get their juiciest inspirations from and how they keep from being cynical about all of it. We even get to pull back the curtain on my band, Eleven D Seven, and share some fun insider tips and tricks for our fellow bandmates and creators out there so be sure to check out 11 life right here on the rock candy podcast network and wherever you get your favorite shows Talking deadlines, talking the death and life of the deadlines, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a weird, it's a weird it's a album confusing. title. <laughs> because the album t- cover says the deadlines, the death and life of dot, dot, dot. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a... It's an interesting album cover. Uh, yes. Yeah. Got a sort of half zombified, half not. Yeah. Um, they had to put out an alternative Christian bookstore cover. Yeah. That did not feature somebody decomposing. <laughs> half half decomposing. Half decomposing. They also had to put in an explainer card that said, like, well, when we say dying. We mean dying to sin, not zombies. Yeah. Okay, guys. Which I'm not sure how to take all that, but we'll get there as we go through this. Um, this is a band that came up a few times uh, since we've been doing the pod as a suggestion for this season in particular, since people know we're jumping around. Right. They seem like an obvious first place to start for spooky bands coming from the right. scene. Right. Um, I was not familiar with them at all until people started talking about them. Were you? The so I had when did you first hear of the deadlines? When I first heard of the deadlines, uh it was on a compilation right called uh, Cheap Skates. Yes. I believe that's when it was. There's they had 
in 2000, tooth, it was a tooth and nail BEC um, solid state mm-hmm. comp. So just like all brand, uh, all, you know, evil based stuff. Uh-huh. And so they had, so there is one album called Cheapskate's Harder Side and then Cheapskate's Softer Side. And this had go go to the graveyard on it mm-hmm. it was a it was a uh, it, this was also the album that i that had goldie hooks mock three on it Ooh! so that was the first time i heard it's a good collection I heard, I heard that as well um it's got project 86 one-armed man all right got so it's got uh angel by slick shoes which was probably the first time i heard yeah. i heard that as well pretty good um living sacrifice huntington's um squad 50 dingies so good good Not combination bad. of stuff yeah go go to the graveyard was the single uh if i had heard that as a kid i certainly would have been into it um i was kind of unfamiliar with this whole christian horror subgenre um prior to the season but i can guarantee you that as a kid i would have been into it um I think a, a fair amount of this stuff was a little bit after my time, maybe kind of like 2000s. Although this was late 90s, so I don't really have an excuse there, but it seems like they were kind of the first in a kind of wave. Um, maybe that came after that. Uh, you know, Shadow Producer Jason has talked to us about Savior Machine paving right. the way, sort of in their theatricality. They were more 80s, 90s, and then um, late 90s and 2000s, more of these sort of horror punk bands from within the Christian scene came up. I think it's kind of funny that there is even a Christian horror subgenre. But, but, you know, as a spooky Christian, I like it. I'm here for it. Um, It's a funny combination sometimes. Uh, There's some cringe lyrics on this record. Yes. (laughs) But it's fun. And I can't tell, like, it feels a little manufactured. Like, you can just be spooky. You don't have yeah. to be like, see, the spookiness is a metaphor for Christ's love for us. And we're dead to <laughs> sin. We're not dead like zombies. And I'm like, just say you're dead like zombies. But I don't know. Maybe it was genuine. Maybe that was like their thing and they were into that. But I have a sense that they just wanted to do spooky stuff and perhaps were suggested like, hey, maybe uh, maybe explain when you say you're dead and you're going to the graveyard and you're being murdered like every song that there's some sort of metaphor for Christianity in there. Um I will say Grave Robber, who we'll get to later this season, has a whole like horror ethos and theology for their Christian belief system, um, which is interesting. But I don't know. I'm still just kind of impressed and surprised that the deadlines got away with this at all. <laughs> like It seems yeah. pretty bizarre for that whole world. And as Brian said, you know, there were people being fake murdered at shows. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like they really put on some fun shows, um, which I would have loved to have seen. Uh, very enthusiastic live performances. It seems like uh, the yeah. band members wore old suits and pale makeup to look like they'd escaped from coffins. Uh, the shows featured blood spitting and fire breathing and knife juggling, and they lit their equipment on fire regularly. There's <laughs> then, a video uh, from 2000. Yeah, from Cornerstone. Yeah, I watched and that like, too. Their amps are like on, <laughs> on fire. fire. It's pretty great, man. It looks it looks absolutely insane. <laughs> It's surprising. It's surprising yeah. for like writhing right? around on the floor and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They would collapse at the end of their sets as if to appear dead, dead to sin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, don't get it twisted. Um, but yeah, I, uh, 
fascinating little slice of the scene at this moment in time as as brian also alluded to they released this one record which was very much horror themed and then had a complete sort of revamping for their second record um fashion over function which is much more glam rock um but uh yeah we should get into a little bit of history here they were formed yeah. in 1998 in portland seems like a good place for these weirdos to come from uh sean sundholm aka sean coffin yeah. on vocals and guitar <laughs> jeremy abbott aka geriatric on drums brian jones aka spencer spooks on bass sam uh Wysanen, aka sammy lagosi on guitar and brent salo aka the creature from the brent lagoon on keys <laughs> that's my favorite one um and boy those keys are are like a primary reason why i like this i'm a huge sucker for that organ sound yeah it doesn't they and they also uh don't switch it up like (laughs) even a little (laughs) no they're very there's a lot of samey songs here very Um, samey but i also feel like you know they're simple but they're simple in that sort of misfitsy way I don't yeah. mind it. They, the songs don't overstay their welcome either. For the most part, they're pretty short and sweet. Speaking um, of speaking of Misfitsy, uh-huh. uh, I don't know if you looked at. They had uh, an album that, like, b- before they released something on. Yes, they have their like self-titled. Yeah. On um, Royal Start Music. Right. And it just like like a cartoon of what looks like them coming out of graves. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. And there's a. And, you know, the back of it has like a tombstone that has the track listing on, which I think is like, this is object objectively a better album cover. I mean, it looks, it looks, (laughs) it looks like it was done cheaply, but the Photoshopping on the, the death and life of is just so bad that it looks, it just, it just looks cheap. This just looks more fun. Yeah. I agree Um, with that. And I don't know if you like these pictures of them in this on this album. It, like it's pretty they've, cool. They've got a lot of Doyle, yes, <laughs> like a lot of Doyle things. They got that the, like the like the the hair pulled to a point in front of right, their face, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they all look very morose, and yeah, they got their. It's a look I like. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that. Yeah, this cartoon cemetery and stuff, and their photo is a lot cooler looking than uh, than. Yeah this photoshop job and the um, cd has a has like a coffin, coffin on, it. on it yeah it's also maybe the rare instance of when they did an alternative cover for the christian bookstores i actually like that one a little bit better because <laughs> yeah. it's just the band looking cool in black and white um but you know gotta respect a band that puts a half zombified <laughs> dude on the cover of a christian bookstore i guess yeah um, it, it also is like all right, guys, we need a new album cover. You just like go stand in front of like a cemetery, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a rainy day. Yeah. Uh, emo haircuts aplenty at that point. I preferred yeah. the, the more misfitsy vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that record that they released independently in 1999, um, Royal Star appeared to be a local label. I could only find one other release to its name. So uh, apparently didn't make a big impact, but a fair amount of the songs on that record did end up on the death and life of um but that was in 99 they were signed to tooth and nail uh after tom fest uh and the band apparently chanted like sign this band or something (laughs) and they took notice uh first and only horror punk band tooth and nail would ever sign 
Um, and then they released uh, Death and Life of the Deadlands on March 21st, 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, one album cover for the Christian market, one for the general market, the Christian bookstores. I mean, Tooth and Nail prompted them to include a card explaining the song meanings uh, in the Christian bookstore release. If anybody has that, I would love to see it because I don't know I exactly what they said. Yes. But I know they did a lot of explaining to people in those days, like, we'll see what we, Jesus is resurrected like a zombie. <laughs> and that's why we like zombies and we're dead yeah. to sin. Um, it was recorded at Robert Lang Studios in Shoreline, Washington, which is a pretty well-known studio. Uh, Nirvana recorded their last session there. Lots of sort of grunge heavyweights. Uh, they toured with the Huntingtons and Squad 5 in 2000, uh, after which almost every other member besides Sean left the band. Um, so I think that was sort of the impetus behind them changing lanes. He wrote all these new songs with a different sound. They apparent tooth and nail apparently wouldn't let them change their name. So the second album fashion over function just is like a completely different band. Um, that was well, released in 2001. Makes, it also makes sense that they were, they put out, I think they put out some sort of a split or something with, yes, squad, with squad. Yeah. It's like, squad did the exact same thing they went yes, from they ska, sure ska punk to glam to these glam. guys went from goth horror to glam yeah and so you know whatever. i it that, that didn't sell very well the no. gamble kind of didn't work i think no. i think the album's okay it's kind of fun i don't think it's as interesting as this record which we'll be talking about um yeah but it's, it's not for me no it didn't really pan out and they broke up in 2002 so the whole thing was fairly short-lived but I'm with Brian Camber, who uh, waited in his voicemail in the first segment that this was this was a unique uh, lane to be in. And I don't particularly get why you would leave that lane. I think he was more just like all my bandmates left and I'm just writing these songs. and This is how they came out. But, you know, I think they maybe should have stuck it out in that lane a little longer. I, I would have maybe noticed them and gone to these shows. And as it stands, it's just sort of an interesting slice in that in the, in the history of the scene. Um, yeah, I want to point out something that I find kind of humorous uh you know because we've been talking about like how they had to explain and like this is what the songs mean this is we're dying to christ it's it's about their i mean the the message even without the card like the messages to me are like very obvious (laughs) and i'm on discogs because i was like like John and I were not able to find any lyrics really for yeah. this album, but someone left this review, which I think is funny, just sort of like talking about this uh, um, band like back in the day or whatever. And uh, he said, I've never actually heard these guys before and they're actually pretty fucking good. I had always imagined they'd be pretty heavy on their religious thing from being on tooth and nail records, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all. <laughs> like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, with the exception of a few songs that get like very explicitly evangelical, there's a way to just sort of see it as like, Oh, these dudes just like vampires and graveyards, but they certainly hit the whole like metaphor of, of they dead literally to talking sin about stuff. being dead to sin. They talk yeah, yeah. about, they talk about God like explicitly, you right. know. But I don't think these lyrics are particularly deep. So Jesus maybe if you're just is like, name checked. <laughs> that is true. You know, so like I don't know unless you're just not you're like actively not paying attention. Sure, there are a few songs that are just like I mean a lot of them. I don't have a ton of notes actually because it's a lot of them are just like there were some vampires and they were in love. 
uh we went to the graveyard <laughs> i mean it's like pretty yeah, yeah, yeah they're not especially poetic which i don't need from like a you know misfitsy spooky band um i don't know that the poetry when they sort of try these metaphors really it works i'm totally fine with a band just being like go go to the graveyard that's great that works for me <laughs> um and i am a huge sucker for this sound in general like we said did you know the murder city devils were you into them no this is not really the sort of <laughs> um it. sort of like the surf horror stuff like sure not entirely my sure. my thing uh, uh yeah I, I i did see some some comparisons to the murder city devils i was way into them um and they were kind of operating around the same time murder city devils was a little earlier but i would have known i would have been into them if i had known about the deadlines too um and it makes sense that they sound like murder city devils because um it, the, this record was produced, engineered, and mixed by Matt Bales, who was a member of Minus the Bear, um, but produced uh, a couple Murder City Devils records, uh, and also would later do Mastodon and Norma Jean. Uh, it's a pretty impressive uh, resume. Um, but yeah, my guess is they were like, we like the Murder City Devils, we want to sound like them, have us sound like them, and there's like, okay, and they did it. <laughs> um, very sort of, yeah, organy, um, kind of similar vocals, um, but I don't know. A lot of those songs in that whole sort of genre, like a lot of the stuff has its roots in sort of early sixties music. You know, there's kind of that like 50 style love song thing that is in a lot of these songs, except they just have creepy themes, like for movies that were getting popular at the time. There's so much yeah. stuff about like my girls at the graveyard and you know, all that yeah. like girl turned into a zombie or werewolf or whatever, <laughs> that kind of stuff, um, which I'm here for. Uh, I will say the record itself. Like I think it's bookended by some really strong sections. I really like some of these songs. And then I feel like the middle is sort of, it's a fair amount of meh for me. It's very phoned in. Yeah. I yeah. feel like they, I think there were some songs on here where it's like, they had a song title. Right. And they're like, all right, that's, 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 that's enough. Is that about good? We got three chords, uh, two minutes. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Should we do but something I, different with the drums? No. <laughs> Can you do something different with the keys? No, not really? Okay. Sure. Cool. Just yeah. I will say, uh, not having known anything about this band, just listening to it through for the first time, I was like, oh, this is this is super cool. Like, this is my energy. I'm into it. And as I said, some of those first songs I heard were like, go, go to the graveyard. Stuff I was really into. I feel like on the whole, it maybe doesn't succeed super well for for me but i do really like the general vibe and like kind of what they were going for so should we uh, you know I'll, one last thing i'll say before yeah. before we i'll give them this like this was pre my chemical romance yes this was pre when i really start thinking about bands like alkaline trio going right full yeah. into that like uh, from here to infirmary uh, or like even crimson which i think came out like three years after this record or maybe mm -hmm. even five years was it 2003 or 2005 i don't remember maybe 2005 but um when i feel like those those bands like really started like i feel like 2005 was when a lot of that kind of goth right pop punk really started taking off yeah crimson was why, 2005 yeah and so which is why i feel like you maybe you're right they should have stuck it out for just uh, if they stuck it out for a few more years maybe yeah. they would have 
honed their sound a little bit more and yeah done something a little bit more interesting right yeah, it was it was interesting for that scene, but as it stands on its own, not not especially interesting. Not especially interesting. No. And and the last thing I'll say is having watched the video from 2000 Corestone 2000 July 2000 uh yeah. This is a band that would be much more interesting to watch than they are to listen to. 100%. Shows are way better than than yeah. the performances on the record. Right. I think that's probably true for a lot of these horror bands. Um, it's a, it's about the aesthetics. Right, right. It's, it's and, like putting on the record is one thing, but like yeah. going there and watching them like spit blood, murder people, <laughs> like, right. like shit on fire. That's like, that's what it's about. Like the, the sound is, you know, it can work on its own, but I think it, the, you know, the ideal way to experience the sound is, is seeing that happen. So fortunately it's, it's a, brief 31 minutes so very breezy it's 13 songs which might be too long but 13 i mean it's a perfect number for these guys so yeah and also a lot of the songs are barely over two minutes or less than that's how i like it baby short and sweet keep it punk yeah john just he's a big fan of only things lasting two minutes (laughs) i knew you were going there (laughs) sorry bitch (laughs) uh sorry bro uh death and life in rock and roll That's almost half the song. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's my number two. It's my number two as well. Nice. Uh, really into the energy. I yes. like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's, and it's the song that they opened up with at the at corner. Yes. Yeah. And it's the great opener. So everything was so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. He was on the floor. <laughs> we'll share We'll share a video of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get some, we'll put some clips. I think it was Keith Huntington that. Was, yes. God bless you, Keith. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, just that, I mean, that opener is great. You yeah. can imagine them sort of coming out of coffins, <laughs> out of things on fire as it's <laughs> happening. But I really like that. It's just a simple riff, but they're like, nah, 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 nah. it's like, it's yeah. great. It works. It's perfect. Um, yeah. The the organ goes a long way for me, though. I really like that sound. I'm just a sucker for it. As you said, maybe a little samey overall, um, but but I just, it's such a cool sound to me. I think by track five, I'm like, <laughs> sure, I'm I like, got it. All right, I get it. <laughs> yeah, maybe this could have been an EP. I don't know. Yeah, I um, don't know. It just or or pepper it in a little differently. Don't use it throughout, it, like doing the same. It's right. it's a lot of the same sound is the problem. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. It, you're not switching up the keys to make anything bleepy and bloopy or weird. It's just no. the same kind of like plug and play organ sound. Right. Which you know. It, misfits bands of that nature they're not doing a, a ton either to like change it up i think there is sort of you know that classic punk this is that sort of gritty punk 
sound where it's just like, we're going to do three chords and it's going to sound gritty and it's going to be a minute and a half and that's all, <laughs> which is enough for me. Um, sure. I really like the screaming, good screaming coming later. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, short and sweet, doesn't ever stay, it's welcome. It's like this blast of energy and then it's done. So yeah. Number two. Number two as well. Um, second song, we're single. Ooh. Yeah, there it is. my number one my number one too that's right man song fucking rules yeah I love that, this one. that opening that opening riff it's yeah it's hard to beat it's so good that intro the, riff is just so good. like the, yeah. the sliding down the the yep. the organ yeah no it's great <laughs> it's like the pick slide version on the organ um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, you you build a song around a riff like that. That's that that's a single. That's a great that's a great sound. Um, great organ line throughout too. I feel like they're not just doing the like playing similar to the guitar part or whatever. They're right. like da, 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 da. like they're doing some interesting things there. Um, as I said, I think just a great title. Go go to the graveyard. Like go go dancing. Yeah. You're in a graveyard. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get the vibe. <laughs> I love this vibe. I'm here for yeah. it. Um, great song. I like. I like the, the that little pun, um, but I also like the descending. Yes. Uh, go. Yeah, that's go. great. That that part there's. I'd say overall, I really like his vocal delivery. Sometimes, yeah. again, a little samey, but I feel like he's doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, a performer. Um, and minute forty-four. It's hard to it's hard to top. It's pretty great. That's how, that's how long I want it. Get in, get, in, get, get out. out. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if we'll have the exact same top three. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I feel like, I feel like my, um, my number three is, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, All right. um, this is an example of a song where I said, where I was saying earlier, like they had the song title <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. What about like we did a song about vampires and love? <laughs>
Um, I think this one is a pretty well-known and well-liked song for them. Yeah, it is the most streamed song on this on this album, which is curious to me because (laughs) I as I just felt like it's the least thought thought out. Yeah, it's a it's pretty straightforward. It's a nice song about vampires and love. That's all you got. I, I could see I I see this almost like that a band like Teenage Bottle Rocket could write a song like this. Yeah, yeah. This seems sort of up their alley, something silly about uh, zombies or ghosts or right. something somebody yeah. being in love, you know, but it's I don't I don't know. It's it's just sort of fine to me. Yeah. I think it's fun. It's not another of my top threes. Um we're at the point in the record too where it's just like we're just talking about vampires. We're just talking about graveyards. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no added elements, uh, which we'll get there soon to when it's like, hmm, I don't know if I'm fully tracking with you here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, for this mode of song, I don't know that you need more than just like, there were some vampires in love and they had a good time. <laughs> it's cool. It's vibes. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Glad they found each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> May they be happy. It was, I think, I think, so we couldn't find uh, the lyrics for a lot of these songs, but I think, the this is this i think he said that it was like love at first bite <laughs> that's pretty good yeah yeah love at first bite <laughs> these two vampires met one night <laughs> super <laughs> super poetic yeah they, yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying like this was like written in a single session <laughs> yeah not much not much thought uh all right Darlin' Darlin'. this album doesn't have any christian imagery on it at all <laughs> yeah it's uh this Come is the with first me, <laughs> see god's perfect plan all yeah. the graves are empty it's like yeah. come on bro <laughs> yeah this is the first one on the record that i was a little bit like hmm. <laughs> like i don't mind it but it's just so jarring that there exists a band that sounds like the misfits that that chord progression is very misfits and then has lyrics like take my hand you'll understand god's perfect plan it's just like <laughs> i don't know he says he's he's going to the, okay so he's going he's taking her to the graveyard i'm like cool right. that's what we do in pretty much every song i'm into it he's like come with me once you see you'll believe come to the graveyard with me come to the graveyard and believe and i'm like okay she's gonna she's gonna learn about you know how graveyards are cool or whatever she's gonna, she's gonna fall in love with the vampire yeah yeah, yeah. Love first bite. and then it's like 
you'll understand God's perfect plan. I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't know. The phrase God's perfect plan in the song is just jarring. Yeah. Um, but this gets to their whole sort of metaphor about, you know, Jesus emptying graves and emptying his grave, which again is fine. It's just like, I don't know. I'd, I, I miss those vampires. I don't need, I don't need <laughs> somebody being like, talking about vampires being in love. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come with me and you'll believe you'll believe this is that strain of, evangelical punk where it's just like if you could just see and i'm like all right buddy i'm not going to the graveyard with you okay um, i was gonna go to the graveyard with you now you're gonna like show me empty tombs all right get some chick tracks um <laughs> it's like what's your stance on halloween if you got hit by a car right now if these guys are like we love spooky stuff but we don't like halloween because that's satan's holiday like i'd be like oh bummer which i hope isn't the vibe here i think they're like into it but you know it's they're they're walking that line a little where i'm like what exactly are we doing um but i don't know i think it's it's fine <laughs> this song yeah it it's it just feels a little boring to me yeah. it's kind of slow uh yeah. these last two songs feel a little boring to me they're both yep. about three minutes a little over three minutes for yeah we don't need that love. Like, no, get back to minute 44, bros. That's right. It's your sweet spot. Sweet spot. Here we go. Uh, I don't want to. right uh i'm confused by the like he wants to change or he doesn't want to be this way or he does well see this is where i think it's kind of an emo lament right he's like he doesn't want to feel this way but he never wants to change isn't that kind of a classic sort of like (laughs) i feel bad and i don't feel bad, and i don't want to feel bad but also i do want to feel bad you know what i mean (laughs) the classic enneagram four dilemma exactly yeah <laughs> you want to feel this way but you never want to change you don't be like everybody else i don't know oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's like it's yeah it's just it's not like a super compelling chorus either no it, this one is this is in the stretch of songs that i'm like yeah fine yeah uh murder creek road starts to do something a little a little different mm.
Andrew was singing that through a skull mask. He was right. Yeah, uh, it's it's um, <laughs> you know, you said you wanted me to do this through the remainder of the pod, but yeah, uh, I don't think it's gonna work. It is pretty cool looking. It, the mouth moves when you talk, which is <laughs> you're laughing now and the little teeth are chattering. Um, watching you sing along to that song in that mask was like, oh shit, should we start a horror punk band? <laughs> we should absolutely start a horror punk band. Just want to be in a band where I can dress like a skeleton, okay? That's all I want in this life. John, um, <laughs> John. Can you grant me that wish? Listen to me. <laughs> Come to Minnesota. That's going to we'll happen. Start, we'll start a, a horror punk band. Man, we've talked about starting a lot of different kinds of bands, but this might be the one that I'm most excited about. Uh, dude, I want to see you. I want to see you in like Guy Liner. <laughs> Hell yeah! I want to see like we'll just we'll just just skulls on everything, black yeah. everything. I gotta work on my my pipes so I can get just so I can just rock a vest with no shirt underneath. You know, that's the that's the well. Move. I mean, I think we both need to aim for for Doyle levels of shit. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> um good old <laughs> that Doyle. Dude, that dude that dude is like way too in shape for someone his age he's like 70 right he's old he's not he's not that i don't think he's he's that gotta old. be in his 60s let's find like, this out doyle misfits age I feel like he's in his 50s 57 okay 57 danzig is 66 so i guess i thought they were kind of the same age 66 danzig Danzig is also a tool. <laughs> he is a real piece of work. Anyway, uh, my baby left me on Murder Creek Road. Um, I think this one's fun. Yeah, uh, it's it's the first like, you know, it's a heartbreak song. So it's a heartbreak song. So right, they they, they went to the graveyard. They were vampires in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming to the graveyard with him, and now. She murdered she, him. She'll murder you. She murdered him. She'll murder you too. Yeah, it's a, it's you know classic sort of grim tale of being murdered by your lover. I do <laughs> like that he's just shouting like, "She killed me, and she'll kill you too. She'll kill you over and over." Like that's pretty great. I love that. Um, yeah, you need a you need a, a murder ballad in here in your in your yeah. spooky song set. Um, I also this is kind of like we'll get into this more later with another song, but like. I weirdly almost appreciate that they're like singing about being killed rather than killing someone. <laughs> Cause I feel like so many of those like misfits adjacent bands are about murdering people. And <laughs> it's kind of nice that it's like, she murdered me. I'm like, okay, well, that's not so bad. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, bro. Just a prank, yeah. bro. <laughs> Just a prank. She's the November Creek stabbing. Just... Yeah. We're leaving everybody on murder Creek road this November. <laughs> it's November. TikTok, TikTok challenge. Go murder. <laughs> Go get murdered uh, on murder Creek road. Yikes. Um, right. yeah. I don't want to give anybody any ideas. <laughs> no, uh, fun one. Yeah, uh, this is another song that I feel like was title, title only. first. Yes. Visitors from Outer Space. Ooh. I like that.
it's it's fun. It's it's fun. I I Murder Creek Road and Visitors from Outer Space are better than some know, of these meh songs. Yeah, some of these meh songs. I think that it's that central riff, that intro riff of the like didn't didn't but with that like continuous pulsing organ over it yeah that's really what sells me on it the rest of the song doesn't do quite as much for me as that intro but when they return to it between verses i'm like okay that's cool i like it yeah i i think something else that is missing for me from this record is he does he does a lot of the same stuff with his voice yeah it's he doesn't really he kind of stays very monotone there's not like really many harmonies i mean there's like some gang vocals and stuff sometimes which i I think is cool and that yes they could use more of that yeah but yeah you could use more gang vocals more harmonies maybe not singing along with the the guitar (laughs) Yeah, like just like singing the same guitar. Uh, yeah, chords. It's just I mean, like, like I said, I I like I like his vocals, but I think they are a victim of everything, every other element of this record, where it's like it all just kind of is samey after a while. Um, yeah, each element. Um, I do like his vocal quality, but I agree that like after a while, you're like, okay, kind of get it. Let's try something maybe a little different. Yeah, I think his voice is cool. I think there's he does some cool stuff with it especially when he gets a little bit more hardcore and screamy. Yes, I'm, like, definitely. I'm like, oh, cool. You're doing something interesting and let's do more of that. Agreed. Um, should we listen to the <laughs> biggest bummer song on this record? We should. Vegicide. <laughs> we might need to open up the box on this side do we need to open up the box on or should song? i say open up the coffin yeah all right let's <laughs> let's let's keep this let's keep this brief so this is this to me is the, the biggest missed opportunity on this record this song could have been I mean, okay, so it's called Vegicide, and it's like, and I'm having a vegan nightmare. And I, in my, in my head, I'm like, this is, this could be like a really cool, like, okay, so you're zombies, and like, or like maybe like, it's like you could be a zombie, or you could be something that's like eats brains, but everything, everything is like, oh no, it's all vegetables. And that's That's what I thought it was. And I'm like, that, that's, that has these, but it seems more like a, like, a slam on vegans it does and like it's like and but also you're screaming meat is murder but don't you know abortion kills like god Oof. damn it guys you don't <laughs> you didn't need that you didn't need yep. that at all 
Yeah, it's you, like you ruined a perfectly good like premise for a song. Yeah, we're uh, we're in the Christian punk scene. What's your guys' deal again? Uh, we only sing about death and zombies. Cool, but uh, where's your abortion song? Oh yeah, we got one. Don't worry. <laughs> like, where does that fit into all your uh, zombie bullshit? Um, yeah, yeah, I had I had the exact same experience. At first, I was like, oh, the vegetables are coming after him. That, that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, at first I was I thought he was maybe saying like maybe he was a vegan and he was having a nightmare maybe like you're saying you know he's a he's a zombie or a vampire so he's flesh so it's okay yeah. but then it's like no no it's kind of the silly song but then you hear don't you know that abortion kills uh and i'm just like oh okay now i got it i got what your stupid song is um <laughs> and like there was this like weird trend in sort of the late 90s i don't know maybe that's not that many songs i'm thinking of like the real big fish song and i know there's others where it's just sort of like oh so you're vegan like yeah well guess that that makes me have a nightmare and it's like all right relax i don't know he's like <laughs> i eat meat and you won't eat cheese because of that you won't believe <laughs> like I, what are we saying here are we <laughs> if this is all about like being a zombie and a flesh eater i guess it's cool but like don't put abortion in there then it's just weird this song is this it's, song a, is, it's a mess it's really something uh, yeah I, I i don't know what they're trying to say so no. like like okay so you're having a vegan nightmare. Things are turning green. Okay. But, <laughs> but so who, somebody's not believing because they're vegan? Yeah. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know. It's, I, this was a song I was most interested to try and find lyrics for. So I could, <laughs> yeah, get, me like, too. I could get absolutely every word I know. correct. <laughs> There's like, a part where he's like, eggplant and onions yum 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 or something like that. <laughs> so tasty or something like that yeah <laughs> i don't know it's weird i guess i i really wanted to just be like it's silly whatever but then like boy you scream me as murder don't you know that abortion kills it's just like all right you're going in the box <laughs> anyway yeah. all right yeah this song sucks uh yeah. put it back in the coffin put it back in the coffin nail it shut put it in the <laughs> ground <laughs> That one was called the box food uh, so zombie full <laughs> yeah. food werewolf. There you go. <laughs> oh, uh, poison tongue. It's fine. Again, another song where the keys are just following the guitar. Yeah. Could have done something a little bit more thought. I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm like maybe I'm being too critical, but the the guitar is already doing the descending. So to right, follow right. it with ding 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 ding. Right. I think the instances where the organ does its own thing and it's a little more 
intricate like you really yeah. notice it and it sounds really cool i don't know I, I do like the chord progression here you know it's simple but it's kind of that raw punk sound but yeah. it's just one that doesn't do a ton for me um the lyrics are like maybe kind of gross i don't know uh he's like you look so pretty but you're all dirty inside um and at first i was like i don't know go ahead this is probably just another one of those you're a sinner you have a poison tongue yeah, you're right, right, beautiful right. but you're terrible on the inside because you're a sinner and godless and probably yeah. a vegan <laughs> probably yeah i don't know it, it, maybe again i'm like i might be over overreaching here but just like it feels like it has a hint of that sort of misogynist vibe from some other songs that we've discussed this season from this era that were very prominent which is like oh, you're so pretty but i can't can't trust you i don't know <laughs> um it's not like that exactly the whole time but kind of gives off that vibe again i'm just like just sing about a werewolf or some shit i don't want to hear about this like <laughs> um yeah i mean you there's so many other monsters you could have you could have had songs about right he was really hairy he was a wolf man wolf man went to the grave with me like just do that <laughs> done yeah werewolves in love part two <laughs> there you go oh man i do like right. this next song more yep. Horrible Nights. I like that one a lot. That's my number three. Oh, shit. I thought for sure it would be the next one, which is my number three. But Ugh. this is this is my number four. I really, yeah, really like this one. Yeah. That, I, it's it's probably, we probably have our three and four switched. Yeah. I thought we were so, going to be lockstep on these deadlines. I know. I know. <laughs> Came close. Almost. No, but this song rules. I like this song. Yeah. It's a minute 30. It gets screamy. Yes. You know, his vocals are doing something different here. He's talking about putting God on a shelf. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but he did it to himself. Right. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the organ here. I think it gives it a fun driving energy. I like those like pauses uh, that come. Those are cool. Um, yeah, I just I feel like the energy here is really, really good. I'm into it. Yep, into it. All right. Well, here John's number three. <laughs> wow, this is great. Oh, it's great. I really like the the driving drums and the bass. Yep. Doo, 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 doo. This is the Deadlines Rancid song. Yeah, I don't. The lyrics bum me out. It seems to be sort of like a anti-drug, like 
Mm. Yeah, you know, I didn't even pay attention. Your yes, your last nail in your coffin is ah. So fuck you. <laughs> you're. I thought. I think that's what I'm hearing in here. Yeah, you're probably right. Let's listen to see. Yeah, grab your needle, grab your dope. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. I was just like, eh, I could take it or leave it. Sure. I thought it was just generally about somebody dying. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> Going with the dying vibe, but you're right. You're right. Um, but I cannot deny, however, the energy of it. Yeah. That ska bass line in there, the gang vokes on the chorus. I can't understand what they're saying, though. Well, that's in the tradition of some of this uh, Bay Area punk, too, right? I don't know. I guess so. His vocals sound really cool. I don't know. I just think it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting sort of a, like, you know, ska punk song in the mix here. Uh, but I appreciate it. I think it's cool. This is kind of like, I hear this and I'm like, oh, I wish they would have done a little more. Like, you can keep it spooky and do some more variations on the yeah. record. And I like that they go to this sort of genre for this yep. song. So I agree. Do, do, do. Um, um this is would you say this is the most christian song on this record yes like, yes <laughs> okay. i would dead indeed Ooh. it's also the longest song on the record oh so well, i guess uh, minus the the last song yeah very surfy yeah, I like it. the uh, dead to sin alive in christ yes um, which uh, is probably the song that they can use to justify all of their, di- <laughs> all the their other dying stuff. imagery yeah no, uh no 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 we're they're not vampires we're <laughs> we're de- we're dead but dead to sin sure mm. yeah that'll that's the that's the ticket um speaking of like holy vampires uh if anybody has watched the show midnight mass Reach out to your boy. I got. I got. I want to do some discussions with you. Um, no spoilers. Um, this is the most evangelical uh, song on the record. Uh, I mean, yeah, they repeat "dead to sin" because alive in Christ they live over and over. That's their whole philosophy. Um, whatever, it's fine. I, I don't mind that concept. I don't mind a spooky framework for understanding um jesus i guess um 
but this one, you know, lyrically doesn't do a ton for me. I'll say musically, I think it's pretty fun. You get more of those kind of rancidy chord progressions and scosh bass lines on this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's pretty fun overall. Yeah, this this takes me right to the beach, bro. <laughs> yeah. The I beach am on of the, the beach. dead. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, I'm surfing. It's a, like they could have done like the, with if they're a surf rock band, they like and surf punk and like horror punk, they could have done like grab your boards and surf with the zombies now. Yeah, sounds cooler. <laughs> surfing zombies, surfing zombies. Yeah. Dead to surf because alive in Christ they <laughs> surf. Oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs> Would surfing on the holy waters. There you go. Deadlines, if you want to take our suggestions about surfing and wolfmen, just know that we are here for your updated versions of these songs. I I mean, I think, John, I think what we should do is not pitch these to the deadlines and just have surfing zombies as part of our horror punk band. That sounds great. I'm so excited about this. No, I mean, um, people might be like, oh, Andrew and John, there's just a couple guys goofing around. No, if you and I lived in the same city, we 100%, 100% would be recording songs about uh, surfing zombies. It's fucking great. Um, I'll see you up there soon. Um, well, to close things out. Yes. Got the dark night of the soul. That's, that's what I call me going to bed at night. <laughs> um no uh no lyrics here just vibes just vibes straight vibing just hitting that ride where are we somewhere spooky this isn't the beach no i was on the beach what's happening Ooh, i like that though i'm in some sort of church or some sort of cathedral masked madman up in the balcony mm. phantom cackler perhaps <laughs> <laughs> slamming doors pickling papers <laughs> some screams that come in at some point like one of those like haunted house sounds of a haunted house (laughs) there we go i think this rules (laughs) oh man i just love that tooth and nail put this out sounded really in pain <laughs> all right i think it's fun i like it cool yeah. way to close an album yeah i just i just i needed the uh <laughs> yeah more of that more the will scariest sound of them all <laughs> um yeah i think it's a fun way to close the record i don't know i i appreciate them 
as a concept, maybe more than I actually do listening through to the whole album, but I'm really glad that they existed. I think this record is really fun. I'm glad to learn about them. I think those handful of songs that we really like, I am really into. So I think those, those handful of songs are worth the, yeah. ex, the deadlines experiments yes, that, I that tooth that. and nail did. I'm not saying this album is like a slam dunk or no. I'm going to like revisit it like constantly, but I feel like the song throw it on in Halloween, the songs that are strong. Yeah. I'll throw on the handful of songs that are like throw it on a spooky playlist or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, you know, it's it's mostly it's mostly fine. Yeah. Uh, this would have been your vibe in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, I heard go go to the graveyard in 2000 and it wasn't my vibe then. Sure. sure. Um, I mean, I can appreciate it now, like in yeah. the context of what we're talking about with this record and everything. Yeah. But like, you know, um, I always thought it was like, OK. And sure. <laughs> uh, you feel that's borne out. Yeah, I think they're I think they're fine. They're yeah. just it's and I'm definitely not here for fashion over function. Sure. A different experience. Yeah. There's things to appreciate. Deadlines, interesting band. Uh interesting band, pioneering within the small scene of yeah. uh of horror punk goth, whatever you wanna whatever you yeah. wanna call them. Spooky. 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 I'm very curious spoopy bands to hear everybody's thoughts on this let us know what you think about the deadlines give us your your spooky comments your spooky voicemails your spooky emails we want to hear about your experience with the scene about just spooky stuff in general you got some scary stories throw them down this is this is a spooky month baby yeah it is. uh let us know all that at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter Subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or review. We will read your Apple podcast review on the show. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. We'll have some spooky content coming this month. And also, Andrew, big mm. news. Mm. You can pick up some Magnifite Pod exclusive merch oh, shit. at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Ooh, you talking... You talking a limited run of of uh, Magnifite Pod merch that's just gonna be available for the month of October, John? Is that what you're Ooh, saying, bro? That is what I'm saying. You talking? You talking some maybe some spooky mugs and spooky shirts, bro? Is that Ooh, what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Mm. Bring them to the graveyard. <laughs> share them with a vampire you love. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's you know just don't get just don't go to Murder Creek Road. Yeah, be, stay away from there. Anyway, pick up that sweet merch. We gotta say, merch designed by yes. our good buddy Danny Leary from the City Hawkins Pod, and yes. uh, he crushed it. Great yeah. job. We we love that dude. So thanks to him. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl. And all I gotta say is, well, boils and ghouls, <laughs> our time in the pine box is over for this week. We'll be back out on the grave next week when we'll discuss Blaster the Rocket Man's Anatomy of a Monster. Pretend I'm stabbing you. (laughs) Oh no, I'm getting stabbed in the pit! (laughs) Help me, Cornerstone. It's just a prank, bro. (laughs) It's the challenge. Oh, I... 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 Oh,
feel like uh, over this next year, you and I should just start sending each other just song title names <laughs> for our horror punk band name, our, our horror this. punk like songs, yes. and then we can just we'll just reverse engineer yeah. songs like uh, we'll just we'll be like okay no I'll send you a lyric like a song title. Uh-huh. And then you write the song based off that song title. <laughs> okay, good, good. And then you send me a song title and I'll write the song. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. So, you know, we got, I don't know if you want to do like, uh, you know, uh, surf, surf, uh, surf zombies versus werewolf ninjas or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. There's something there. <laughs> we're we're going to do this. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.